Welcome to Biz Takeouts, Biz Community's sound bite-sized news to go. I'm your host, Retendo Nyamuda. Coming up on the Takeouts menu, cultural trend and identity spotter at Flux Trends, Kumo Teko. And then at the same time, you're dealing with a demographic that is going to be gender neutral, that is going to be multilingual, that is going to be multi-generational and multicultural as well. It's going to be interesting to see how traditional structures, especially in terms of business, is going to be able to deal with um, a generation that family dynamics are going to be very different. It's time for Biz Takeouts. Biz Community has just had an amazing Biz Trends 2020 event, which was held in Johannesburg. And it really kind of set the tone for 2020, not just for the year, but for the decade to come. A lot of the themes that came out from all of the speakers was around Africa, African culture, and owning African identity. As your position as a train spotter in cultural identity, where exactly are we when it comes to cultural identity on the continent? It's a great question. It's a very broad question because Africa is a very big continent. So at Flux, what we had noted in our new urban tribes is this concept of the African ambassador. And we've seen it a lot in South Africa, and it's also starting to trickle a lot across the continent, whereby you're seeing a lot more artists such as your likes of Java and Shoma Josie who are being recognized overseas and in the continent as well. Now, what's different to this are more different from the likes of our WizKid and um, Debanj is that we're starting to see a lot more artists who are using their culture and sp- um, making songs in their home languages or like Shoma Josie in Swahili and embracing the African culture. And we are all noting them as people who are openly standing up for cultural identity, especially African culture, and putting it on an international platform. In your opinion, how would you describe or define culture, especially in this age of digital transformation, of people moving from different countries? For example, I was born in Zim, raised in South Africa. The notion of culture. It's who you are. It's your identity. I mean, when you said that, I was thinking, in America, we have African-Americans and American-Asians. Then that would make you a South African-Zimbabwean. Zimbabwean, South African. Also Zimbabwean, South African, Mm -hmm. right? And why don't we start using that notion and understanding that because we're living in a global world, Mm -hmm. we should have global cultures. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about um, being a global citizen because you can travel anywhere and everywhere you want to. So then we could have global cultures as well where you're not just confined to where you grew up, but you're essentially embracing where you grew up and also acknowledging what you've learned and where you're living now. And that then makes you who you are. Therefore, you're celebrating your culture. You've done some research around different generations. So a lot of people will speak about the baby boomers and the millennials. And right now, Gen Z seems to be the the focus. But from some of the research you've done, you're now looking at Generation Alpha and yeah. Generation M. Yes. So what exactly are those two generations? How do you define them? Generation M is ironically a cultural religious group. So it's you start we're starting to see um a lot of m- millennials from Islam embracing their culture and their religion. Um, and stores actually starting to cater for it. So it's essentially just acknowledging the Muslim economy in a global scale. Uh, what we started to pick up is that a lot more countries are embracing this in terms of Japan, in terms of Malaysia and Indonesia, whereby their demographic is majority Muslim. They're also moving into a space where you're creating products that cater to this demographic. You are acknowledging that the Islam economy 
is a very strong economy. And you're also starting to create products that um, allow for modern appreciation of our current cultures in terms of wearing makeup and in terms of wearing fancy clothes. However, you're ensuring that it is not um, insulting or disrespectful towards the Islam demographic and that they themselves can also take part in it. Um, we've even seen it in terms of just our bloggers. We have, we've got, especially in the South African sense, we've also got a lot of female Muslim bloggers who are openly talking about putting on makeup and, you know, they, they still wear, um, their hijab or their niqab, but they're still ensuring that as much as they're still in interacting with the modern globalized world, they're still adhering to the religious and cultural beliefs. Mm -hmm. And then when we look at Generation Alpha, these are children who are born of millennials. So these are children born between 2011 and 2025. They are said to be the generation that is going to be completely immersed in technology. Um, I mean, I always say when they're born, there's a camera in their face, right? Uh, they will, you know how a lot of parents take a picture of the child's hand because they don't want us to see their face. Um, they're possibly going to inherit Instagram accounts from their parents because that's what their parents have created for them. So what we're starting to see is that millennial parents are embracing this concept of Insta kids. So it's a lot of young kids who are becoming social media influencers. I mean, think of Cairo Forbes, who has, um, and who has her own watch with her mom, DJ Zinke. Um, think of Kumo Panda, who has her own hairline. I mean, she's not even 10 years old yet. So in the same sense, we are going to be dealing with a generation that has a lot of buying power because their parents are millennials and their parents um, have a different way of looking at business, have a different way of looking at um, social cohesion. And then at the same time, you're dealing with a demographic that is going to be gender neutral, that is going to be multilingual, that is going to be multi-generational and multicultural as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how traditional structures, especially in terms of business, is going to be able to deal with um, a generation that family dynamics are going to be very different. Um, they're possibly going to be global. They're possibly going to be global citizens and multicultural as well. Because by the end of 2020, America majority of majority of the young kids in America will be from a minority group. So um, it's going to be an interesting space to mm -hmm. see how brands start catering to this generation. I get the impression, I get the sense that there is a positive appreciation for culture with these generations. They're Definitely. not shying away from it. They actually see culture and identity as part of who they are and that mm. becomes an expression of who they are. Definitely. Mm. We have seen that a lot with Generation Z in and himself. I think that's the one generation that has really pushed forward the notion of gender fluidity and being gender neutral and having brands adapt to that. Mm. The trick question is not necessarily how these younger generations um, are open to culture and identity because that's at the core of who they are. Mm. The question is how the older generation is going to, to be open to that. I mean, you're going to start seeing people who are going to mix their religions because, you know, they appreciate the one and they appreciate the other. Why can't they have the best of both worlds? Mm. Um, so it, I'd say for me, the bigger question would be, can traditional structures um, be liberal enough to actually appreciate and sense, set up systems that are inclusive to everybody else's dynamic thoughts and differences? Because essentially that would be the magic question. If you have people who are open to being gender neutral, um, 
and they are open to having various cultures of who of who they are when they have a conversation with someone that's older than them can the mind that is used to that that grew up in a traditional structure be able to comprehend it and be open to accepting that Right now, we are at the start of not just a new year, but of a new entire decade. Yeah. What trends do you see when it comes to culture? I think it would be more people just embracing their identity a lot more mm. and in various ways. I do think, especially in terms of the social perspective, mental health is going to be a very big one, especially in an African context, um, because we still under a lot of communities are still under this notion that it doesn't necessarily affect black communities and we live in a very conservative continent i mean we embrace diversity mm. in terms of our cultures but we're still very um conservative in you know what happens in the house stays in the house so you, because you're having younger generation that's coming up that is quite immersed in technology and finds their their community their communities and sense of belonging online we're going to start to see a lot more people creating initiatives that are catering to safe spaces for African people, especially young African people dealing with mental challenges um, or even dealing with other um, social, political or social cultural issues be mm. being their gender or mm. their sexual orientation. Um, and even in just the concepts of the patriarchal system, um, the concept of feminism in the continent, um, we're definitely going to see a lot more activism that is creating spaces of engagement and communication amongst young people in the continent. Mm. And that's a wrap on today's show. Biz Takeouts. Take it where you like it, when you like it, how you like it. <laughs>